0: Mate, we covered three states today.
1: Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And him, probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get out of the casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Neds profile this weekend
1: as well. Yes, uh, the Neds profile is great, mate. Um, you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a coupler, that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value. But uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival.
0: Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Nets. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These are loud. Those beats are coming right through McCann's. But anyway,
1: how are you? Good, mate. Yourself, good, in yourself, yeah, good. Um, it's a big day, it is that uh, we've got to dissect on Sunday, mate. There is a bit on, bit on, but you know,
0: good things come to people that wait,
1: yeah, I agree. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Again, I know it was practically a week ago, but what do you think the wash-up is from uh, the lightning on the weekend?
0: Jeez. Um, Good race. Great race. Great race. Home Affairs, uh, yeah, he's certainly stamped himself as a decent horse. Yeah, it's (laughs) going to be a wealthy, wealthy – Stud. So what I like about Coolmore is that they want to take this horse to the Northern Hemisphere. So it's a dual hemisphere group one winning cult. Mm. Why didn't they – I know different different, um, breeding out, you know, ownership, all that sort of stuff. But the Autumn Sun, what could have been?
1: Oh, yeah, what could have been?
0: Like I remember Richo back in the day going like – he wins all these group ones, you know, eight career starts, seven wins, one second. He's a $40 million colt. If he goes Northern Hemisphere, he's an $80 million cult.
1: I'm like, geez, it's worth a throw at the stumps, isn't it? It is. Um, do you risk said $40 million though, if uh, for something to potentially go wrong? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's yeah. a tough one.
0: Like, purely from a financial standpoint, he'd be insured. But obviously, that's like the second yeah. That's like a secondary thing because welfare of the horse always comes first.
1: Yeah. Home Affairs Home affairs is, is going to be um, – yeah, he's going to have an incredible stud career. I reckon, to be honest, I think Nate Strip wins that race Yeah, uh, quite comfortably mm. if, if things go right at the start. But Home Affairs did fight back. Yeah, he and, did. And Jamie did a really good job of settling Nate Strip into the race.
0: Well – Mate, I don't think any horse that she's been on, they have
1: no idea she's on yeah. she's on them. <laughs> the old Featherfingers, yeah. Featherfingers Jamie.
0: Yeah. So, um, But did you see the McAvoys are leaving South Australia?
1: Yeah, I did see that. Um, I think
0: that's basically uh, a nod towards the Victoria New South Wales bidding war for all these new races.
1: I think it is too. And, yeah, the, the, some of the comments that they had were, were around the fact that there's just not enough funding in mm. South Australia, which is fair enough, mate. Like they, how can they compete with Victoria and no, New South Wales? 100%. And then, then, again, Queensland's well and truly third to, to, you know, New South Wales and Victoria. It blows South Australia out of the water. Yeah. Well,
0: so, the good horses come up here. Yeah. And you know what? Some horses need a bit of sun on their back. And, they do. you know, they need the good Queensland humidity over the summer break to just, you know, sharpen them up a bit.
1: Yeah. And me thinking about Group 1 racing in South Australia makes me feel sleepy <laughs> because it's a big yawn fest. Isn't it? Oh. Isn't, wasn't there like a 70 or $80 pop that jumped up and won? Oh, I'm sure. Last yeah. season? Oh, sorry. I can't remember what horse it was. I can't remember. Got no recollection of that time in my life. Watching no. Adelaide Group Ones, not interested.
0: But I can remember three uh, three-year-old, you know, uh, Group Twos that were run years ago.
1: Yeah, I can remember Russian Camelot um, storming to victory. That was unbelievable, in Adelaide. That was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> three wide, no cover last. That was
0: the place to be, though. I miss you. Anyway, um, mate, what else happened this week? We had a probably our most important Instagram poll. Uh, ever this week. Yeah. The uh, best punting meal. So, mm. as expected, and you suggested this to me, because I did draft it up and you're like, no, 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 no. Schnitties need to go. That needs to go to the other side. So, mm. it faces off in the big granny. Yeah. But yeah, Palmies versus Schnitzels, and congratulations to Palmies everywhere.
1: Wouldn't have been your pick, would it? No, I'm a Schnitzel guy. Yeah, I find, I find Palmies quite often the topping, so the cheese, your yeah, uh, tommy sauce and ham or bacon, whatever, can sometimes quite be um, underwhelming, you know, mm. can really be underwhelming. Whereas I feel like a schnitty, it's pretty hard to mess up really. Yeah. In in my humble.
0: Yeah. The the condiment that
1: accompanies it is crucial. A hundred percent. Like with the palmy, it's probably a bit obnoxious to partner that with like a gravy or a pepper sauce, mm. per- perhaps. I Whereas, Oh, yeah, as any sane man would. Any any man who has hairs on his chest would do that. <laughs> uh, but the schnitzel, it just comes into its own with a bit of condiment. Yeah. Um, actually, what are your thoughts on a veal schnitzel or schnitzels outside of the chicken varietal?
0: Uh, chicken's my go-to. I'm yeah. not really a red meat kind of guy. I'm... Mm. I- <laughs> In saying that, I had a steak for lunch today. <laughs> uh. um, but, yeah, I tend to gravitate. If I'm at the pub, you know, with my close mates, I'll usually get a palmy or a schnitty. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a safe option. safe option. But in terms of like a veal schnitzel or something um, or a beef schnitzel. Pork. Pork. Um, did get one when I was down in Adelaide a few years ago and it was actually pretty damn good.
1: Hey, any meat that's been crumbed and deep fried and deep fried gets Hut, a big yes from me.
0: It's like a giant chip. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big, <laughs> big meaty chip. <laughs> you know what I did see the other day? Actually, was Pizza Hut. They are they are delving into some strange areas. Are they? Basically, they have giant schnitzels that they just put pizza toppings
1: on. Oh, it's a, that's a big yes for me. <laughs> that's an enormous well, yes for me.
0: All right. My follow-up question would be this. Isn't that just a palmy? Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I was <laughs> going to say. That's essentially a palmy, but play on. Like, I, I, like, don't get me wrong. I can respect a palmy. Palmy's a great meal to have, but I'm a schnitzel guy. Yeah. It's just like I like lightly weighted fillies. Yeah. But sometimes I'll back the top weight. Yeah. Gelding. <laughs> sometimes course. I do. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh man, an interesting poll and and I reckon let's keep them coming. Yeah, absolutely. Next week,
0: you know, I might I might just tease it. Why not? Next week I'm going to do uh th- the cuz the Ramwick guineas and the Australian guineas are up against each other. So I'm going to put the years, the winners of the last 4 years up against each other for each one. Yeah, love it. So for last year, oh this is going to test me. Um who won the Aussie
1: guineas last year? I think
0: Luna Fox maybe at
1: Three hundred. Yeah, jumped up above Tagaloa.
0: Yeah, I think it was that one. Mm. Um,
1: and Randwick Guineas was Lions Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So yeah, one of now he's as now he's as fat as a bus, a big lion, mate, isn't he? Uh
0: probably he's just devouring like gazelles in his spare yeah, time. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but in the paddock. Yeah. for the new listeners, Lions Raw is one of our favourite horses yeah. on this podcast. It is, yeah. um, Hope the big fella can come back. But Johnny O'Shea has a few nice runners this weekend, so hopefully he gets into some form and he gets Lions Raw back. But um, what else, mate? Anything else happening to you this week?
1: No, nothing particular to report, mate. Just uh, really looking forward to uh, Saturday's racing. Uh, There's a few curveballs in there. There Mother Nature has decided to uh, spoil the party for – this New South Wales autumn carnival again, shock me.
0: Apparently, a 50-50 of going ahead.
1: Really? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Apparently,
0: rain on the day. It's like severe doubt.
1: Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Three hundred mil will do that. Oh, Three hundred mil will do that.
0: Well, last time this was an issue, we were we went away for Tanusa. Uh, as if you go back through our back catalogue, we have two Golden Slipper previews. We do back to back because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the rain intervened last year. But we went up to Noosa, obviously planned months in advance. Mm. Um, and, you know, we we're wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and, uh, you know, we've done the form and all that good stuff. And then we wake up Saturday morning and we're watching the radar. It's like amount of rain that's dropped on Randwick. oh, or Rose Hill. Oh, it's only 50 mil. We're, we might be a chance. <laughs> The day before, wake up at first light, it's been,
1: it's been, it's been called canned. off.
0: Yeah, it's so been we canned. just had to uh, launch into Mornington instead,
1: responsibly. And we had a great day, responsibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, at the greatest place on earth, the yeah. GPO, as I like to call it. Um, what? The GPO, g p o e 8 greatest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Trademark. Actually, to be honest, I'll give that one to Lewis Westerman. Um, don't want to steal your thunder, mate, but I was- five seconds behind you just so you know
0: <laughs> uh the noosa surf club for anyone wondering if you haven't gone what are you doing <laughs> make the journey up please pil- or down depending it's on the where pun you is. is pilgrimage yeah, surely is. all right well we're going to do something a bit different this week we're going to start with the drifter of the week yeah love it because although we love our drifters i think going through all five group ones on the phone when we talk over each other would be a mistake Without a doubt. So, we're just going to cover the main one in Melbourne and the main one in Sydney. So, the Chippy Norton and the Blue Diamond Stakes. Bang. There was two Jimmys in the phone, so hopefully the right one I've dialed. Sheesh. Yeah. Hey, mate. Jimmy, how you going, bruh?
2: I'm good, Dan. How are you, mate?
0: Good, 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 good. We have Jimmy Bidolf. I hope I've pronounced your last name correctly, mate.
2: Mate, that's correct. Oh. Is this the part where I say all the better for speaking to you?
0: Or <laughs> oh, oh hopefully. Hopefully. Um, mate, thanks for joining the podcast. You have Jonesy here as well. G'day, mate.
1: Jonesy, how are you, mate? Yeah, always well. Always well.
0: Mate, how did you how did you discover the podcast? Let me let me ask you that off the top of the bat.
2: Mate, you and I are mutual friends from a few years back, and then obviously working in the same industry in the ad game together. And then, yeah, Alex mentioned that that you're up to that you're up to it, and I said, look, I'll, I'll check it out. And always had a bit of a punt with with the boys, and thought, you know what, I'm going to back that. And yeah, first-time caller, long-time listener. I know that's cliche, but your boys are doing good things.
0: Oh, Thanks,
1: what a, mate. What a guy. Appreciate mac well, um, with the assist. What a man. We'll transfer you that cash uh, for the plug later on. Thanks, <laughs> mate.
2: Yeah, what are we paying? <laughs>
0: All righty, Jimmy. Mate, let's get cracking on. Uh, cracking day racing. So let's start in Melbourne, mate. What were your thoughts on the Blue Diamond? I hope you can enlighten us because this is a bloody, bloody dartboard job.
2: Blue Diamond. Boys, you've given me an extremely tough field here. Ooh, gotcha. um, and as I say all the time, it's anyone. Mm. I'm going to go with good old Jai McNeil on uh, horse number four, Debenac. Uh, two-year-old Colt, which I had a few weeks ago at Caulfield. It won by about a length and a half, which was uh, a good run down the straight. Pretty exciting. Um, still largely unproven. Um, but yeah excited for it we'll see how it goes on Saturday I think it had a bit of a jump last week and from everything I've read um, all good so yeah an exciting cult
0: yeah the Hawks stable they've got uh, a couple in the race and Jai has jumped off some million to get on Sabanac so I think that's that's a great play mate uh, I think he's right in the mix and
2: that's... mate it was a bit of a toss up though Dan I have to say that I was, I was looking at lofty Strike. they've both paying similar money, um, but as always, I'm happy to say, with my first thought, it could come back and bite me. Uh, but I did see earlier that Lofty's under veterinary inspection, so we'll see what happens there.
0: Mate, first thought, best thought. I've always thought that Lofty's on the drift, so <laughs> uh, but mate, what about let's head to Sydney? Tell you what, the Chipping Norton's pretty good contest. So, who have you locked in here, mate?
2: Mate, I'm going to say it again. Another tough one, um, and despite being a big fan of Think It Over, I have gone with uh, Mr J Mac and Very Elegant Horse Number Eight um, form. Bit mixed, as we all know, but being a Kiwi myself, I'm, I'm firmly on Lord J Mac and, and firmly on Sir Waller, um, and of course, you know VE being Kiwi horse. Um, I hope I haven't offended any of your listeners there. Um so yeah, look it's it's honestly it's hard to go past it. It's it's a big field, but look, she's she's won some serious accolades, so my only my only qualm with V E is the ridiculous spelling. I just it <laughs> bugs me all the time.
1: Mate, hence the hence the shortening to V E, but I'm with you.
2: <laughs> Bizarre look, decision. It, it's currently paying good money at three bucks, so uh, for a bit of fun, I'll, I'll, mo- I'll mo- most likely multi that into Thunderstruck at Caulfield and, and see how I go there.
0: Lovely, mate. Uh, so, Team All Blacks uh, in the Chiefing Norton. Um, what about your best of the day there, brother?
2: Mate, best of the day, and, and this this is a bit of an omen bet and, and a bit of fun, and I was naturally drawn to this um, a few weeks ago by its name. Uh, last ran... A couple of weeks ago, when I actually saw you boys at uh, Brisbane's best pub, the QA, you were enjoying a, a little schooner and a pun on the Saturday Arbo. Responsibly. <laughs> Responsibly, of course. Uh, me and my mate both got on this, and uh, we saw some glory. It was Young Jimmy, so that's uh, number five at Morphettville Race Seven this Saturday.
1: Love it. Okay, Morphettville. Yeah. Race Seven? It's, did you say so, mate?
2: Yeah, Morphettville Race Seven. And um, it's come in come in a little bit since last outing I think it was about 11 bucks yesterday had a look this morning it's it's coming to 9 safe to say yeah netted a healthy collect a couple weeks ago when it was paying 15 so yeah I'm interested to see how it goes solid form no doubt I've probably crowed it but you know wishful (laughs) thinking Uh, bigger field this time out but yeah go the Irish
0: mate young Jimmy your namesake putting up a bloody picket fence here it's one four in a row
2: Mate, isn't that what running's
1: all about? Winning. Yeah, hopefully. And picking omen bets. Love it, mate. Yeah. Great pick. Lovely. Six of the basics, boys. Yeah. Well, oh, mate, remind we- Remind me to six of the basics. I'm useless.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Mate, that's all we had for you. But uh, we'll post up the rest of your Group 1 tips uh, on the socials and stuff. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, brother.
2: Awesome, boys. So you, you both must be the busiest lads in Brisbane, so keep it up. Um, big fan. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, lads. And chat soon.
0: Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, see mate. mate. See you later. All the best, boys. See you, mate. Bye. Young Jimmy. Jeez. Sheesh. Mate, young Jimmy bringing the value. Love that.
1: Yeah, well, we, we love to see that from the Drifter of the Week. Uh, yeah. Famously, uh, Yonkers was picked on this podcast by uh, my little bro, at 40s with the infallible logic of, hey, it's 40 to 1. If it gets up, i look like a genius. If it doesn't, no questions asked. No questions asked. Um, at the time, I think we did. Um,
0: <laughs> but, yeah. And, you know, the drifters aren't afraid to go to Morpherville.
1: Yeah, the drifters <laughs> go worldwide. <laughs> they do. I wouldn't be surprised to see something in bloody shot in one yeah. day on this podcast. Well, which I'd, I'd love to see it. You know who
0: would do that? Joshua.
1: Josh McClelland. Josh McClelland. Knows that form like the back of his hand. He does.
0: All right. Uh you know what? Let's just let's just get cracking into this group one
1: racing. Pool full of liquor. I'm a dive in. Uh blinkers on. Let's let's do this. Yep.
0: Start with the futurity. Mm. First look like, at the quaddy. Uh speaking of actually, before
1: we do, the sub rule. <laughs> oh mate. Not on. Not yeah. on. How did that oh, happen? I mean I can't believe it. I'm in disbelief. <laughs> so, do you want to? Yeah, you have the honors. Okay, so
0: uh, you had the first. So, we've changed up our quarter year approach because it's been, let's be honest, horrific. <laughs> we are um, shocking and picking coins. We have, I think, we've cashed one in the last year. Yeah, that's been generous. Yeah, that is. Um, so, you know, we've changed up our approach. Instead of giving out a tip for each race. We've delegated it to, you know, who's – you're leading the group one tally, so you take the first leg. I took the second. I know I'm not. And, uh, you know, there's some subs waiting for whoever gets it wrong first. Turns out that, turns out that was you because <laughs> you had – I think you had the first three in the market, uh, um Lightsaber. And uh, Forgot You, of yep. course. Yeah. So those three. Anyway, Lightsaber's just – you know, he must have felt the dark side or something because he, got scratched, he <laughs> yeah. got scratched from the, from he's the
1: turned, gates. Like, yeah, lightsaber, <laughs> lightsaber's been influenced by the dark side. <laughs> he's struck in the ass by lightning. He's decided, decided <laughs> not to go under the barriers. <laughs> and he's been scratched. So you would assume like what usually happens in the quaddie, yeah, that mm-hmm. you get subbed with the favourite, which we all expected to be pinstriped. Well, Declan,
0: if you look at not just Neds, but any betting up, you usually are looking at the fixed odds. Now, yeah. so you might get lured in at, you know, post the jump. You look it down there. Oh, there you go. Pinstripes a $4 favorite now. And, oh, Forgot You is at $9. But no, you just turn that over to the tote and then bang. You have – and this isn't really set by these bookies. This is set, set by the tab. Mm. So – their explanation was is that both Forgot You and Pinstripe were $4.80, but they don't actually go down to the decimals. So, Forgot You was $4.72 apparently. You're kidding. And Pinstripe was
1: $4.80. Yeah. So, so therefore, we were automatically out of the Quaddy because even though Lightsaber was scratched and was in our quaddy, the substitute pick wasn't the thing that, on the fixed price, jumped odds-on favourite. Yeah. It was a thing on the tote. Forgot you, but we didn't have home affairs in it. Quite no, anyway, so. I'd,
0: I'd be shocked if we got any other any of the other legs. I think Corbo did.
1: Uh, yes, team. yep.
0: He picked the first four. Yeah. So credit to that man. Anyway, we digress. Look, the quad is not ours to. We're silent investors this week.
1: Hey, and 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 to be honest, you know, um, I didn't really need to win the quaddy on the weekend anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just would have been the cherry on top. This is
1: all self-plug.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, Futurity, 1,400 metres, group one. Way age I swear we had one of these two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, wait. We did. We did. Um yeah, the winner of that race here, Tefane. Streets of Avalon, who's the track and trip horse, I would say. And then you have Sierra Sue, who ran into fourth, ran really well last time. Some first, um, some horses coming up in class here. in Tarath, Extreme Flight, Mr. Mozart. But then you have the three big guns that you know, the class in the race. Tafane has mentioned I'm thunderstruck and Moanga. Mm. I think mm. that's a good
1: summary. What are your thoughts? Oh, I think that's a great summary, mate. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've, I've sort of looking looking at this race, and I'm thinking to myself. Is I'm Thunderstruck ready to win, or is he still being wound up for the All-Star Mile, which I think is ultimately his end goal? It is. Can't blame him because the prize money there is redonk. So <laughs> I still don't think he's going to be fully wound up. I think he's going to go to the back, and he's he's still carrying a little bit of extra weight, a um, bit heavy around the guts. He's not laying off the beers yet. He's not cutting for um, for fight for fight night. He's, no. he's going to be coming home like a freight train, but I don't think he's winning this. No, he's not making weight here. No, he's not. He's not. He's still a fat boy. Look, I think Streets of Avalon and Tarath will go forward. The rail's out a little bit at Caulfield, mm. and it's dry. If you looked at Caulfield last meeting, uh, towards the end of the day, there wasn't a lot of things running on. It was it was your gen- generally your on paces that were winning the races. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at something that's gonna be up on pace, and I think Defyne is gonna be up on pace. Yeah, gonna be stalking. So I'm tossing up between her and Mwanga.
0: Yeah. I initially saw the race very
1: similarly. Mm.
0: When acceptances came out on Wednesday, I took three horses in an all up. I took Tefane. I took – this was the four final fields. Tefane at about th- uh, three bucks. I took Colette at sixes. Mm. And I took Ice Bath at about three bucks. Yeah. All of their odds more or less have been halved. Yeah. So happy with that. Sure. The more I thought about it, Mawanga is a bloody good horse. He's a
1: very good horse, man. He's got a stack of good form.
0: And first up, he's proven that, look, he, he should be my favourite horse. You know why? Because he has trials. <laughs> hates trials. Hates them. He he does nothing in them. No. Like he was ridden out in his last one uh, where Forbidden Love, Wild Ruler and Top Rank were just doing their best work and he, he couldn't get out of first gear. He was just tr- like way
1: behind him. Apparently that's what he's like in the um, in the paddock as well, yeah. and and when he's just training with Annabelle Nisham at home, he's just yeah. real chilled.
0: But I I went I was went searching. I'm like, surely this is too bad to be true. And she's like, he's going better than he ever has because he needs blinkers on because mm. he doesn't trial in blinkers. Then he comes to race day, he has the shades on, and he's like, bang, race day, mm. it's game day. I have to go with him here, Jamie Carr in the saddle. Um, I think they're gonna. Quite the pairing, Jamie Carr and Annabelle Nisham over the years. Um, First up here, he has the Cox Plate form, uh, McKinnon form. I think that's slightly better, even though it is at a distance that's a bit lower than his absolute best. I don't think he is a 2,000-meter horse. I think he's a miler. I think 1,400 meters is perfect.
1: Yeah, first up, he's fresh, ready to go. Yeah, I thought thought the same thing. I was like, Tafana just wins this. And – yeah, she was great. Um, like last the, start, the but
0: speed in in the race missed the kick. Yeah, exactly, sabre.
1: exactly. So she basically had it all to herself. Yeah, last start, she's going to be troubled a bit more here. Wouldn't surprise, but I think Mwanga's is the better horse, uh, and I think he might be getting more mature. He's still got his nuts. Yep. Yeah, I think he's going on to bigger and better things this prep, but I think he's going to have the the knock on to find out here.
0: Yeah. So he's won two Group Ones. Over the journey, I can't. Re- oh, he won the uh, the one at fourteen hundred meters first up, the Winks. Yep, and he also won. I think the Randwick Guineas.
1: No, nah, that was Lions Raw. He won the next the Rose one. Hill Guineas. Yep.
0: Okay. So another way for Age win here would be at the tippy top of his resume.
1: Yeah, <coughs> and Tefani's There's not a lot of horses that have that are still racing that have won more than four Group Ones.
0: Yeah. Ve
1: Ve Nature Strip. Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
0: Maybe colding if you he's probably won mm. two, three. Yeah, two or three. And then a gold Probably Bill had won four.
1: Yeah. But she's obviously retired. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Um, so yeah. Moonga on top for mine. Closely followed by Tefane and I'm Thunderstruck's gonna be the flashing light.
1: Ditto.
0: All right. Um, let's head to yeah, all right, let's let's get stuck in here. The blue diamond.
1: Um <laughs> now,
0: it's gonna be a fantastic race.
1: It is. It always is. The two-year-olds, you love to see them. Some of them still have got no clue what they're doing when they win this race. None. Um, look, I'll, well, Artorius is still hungover. Yeah, Artorius hasn't won since this race. He The party bus hasn't arrived at the station since he won this. He's he's still on the bender. He's yeah. still he's still partying on. Uh, but that turn of foot in that race was redonkulous. And we're talking about it this week. We both backed Mo in that race. Yeah. That seems like a lifetime ago. It does does. Seems like a lifetime ago. I think he ran into second or third. Third, uh, ingratiating into second. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I ran a little interesting experiment at work this week. Sure. Um, in our office, we've got quite a few people who are keen on their horses, as you know. Uh, but little did I know when I asked them, hey, pick a random number between 1 and 16, <laughs> what I was talking about when I asked them that question. <laughs> so I got a fair few different numbers, but there was a number that came up pretty often. Number seven. Yeah. As you know, seven's my number. I'm born on the seventh. Um, it is generally just the lucky number, right? So yeah. number seven in this rate is, race is Rampant line. <laughs> Am I keen on him? Not really. But uh, someone who's featured as Drifter of the Week on this podcast before, Jess Mitchell, she picked number seven. I did a random number generator on Google between one and 16. She came over. Clicked it, number seven came up. She's like, I have to now. <laughs> She's like, Rampant Line's my horse. And I was, I was looking at it. I was like, Jess, I've got no idea who wins this race. He, he may very well be my on top of you as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then another bloke walks past. Like, Benny, give me a number between one and 16. Loves the horses. He's got no idea what I'm talking about. He's like, give me number seven. And I was like, all the stars are aligning. Christ. Another guy, Matty Cameron. He's been Drifter of the week too. Yeah, mate. Give me a number between one and sixteen. Give me seven. My Rampant goodness, Lion. they're all signs are pointing to Rampant Lion. Is me? Is he my on toppy? No, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, Jess. Um, he could he could come in and just win this race, but, but sure. I just wanted to share that piece of information to give the drifters some context as to how little my confidence is with regards to picking a winner for this race. Sure. I went through the history of this race uh, to
0: try and put a line through a few because I found it extremely difficult first looking at it. I looked at a few things. I think the only winner from, I think it's like the last 10 to 20 years that has finished outside the top three and then gone on to win this race in their last run was Tagaloa. He ran fourth. So right, I'm, okay. Okay, yeah. so I'm just putting through everything that's fourth and yeah. after that. <clears throat> I also had a look at what number of run they were and, like, weeks between runs. So, basically, horses that are third up here, like Lofty Strike, so I think his first run would have been around Australia Day. Yeah. Bit too close together for mine. So, basically, they needed to have it either at the end of last year, their first just run. like Boxing Day. Four weeks, like four or five weeks in between runs. And then another run, freshen up, run, and then come here. So it's basically they're going here second up. Yeah, I'm treating four to five week weeks in between runs as a freshen up. So I'm looking at them as like being fresh into the race. Basically, there's only four horses in the field to oh, meet that really? category. Okay, according to my looking at that, they are number one Similion. Yep. Number four Sebenac. <clears throat> yep. Number seven Rampid Lion. <laughs> Shit. And number 10, Hafee. Okay, yeah. I looked at these horses. I was very intrigued by Hafee because he just has the form line that's from, from Completely left field, yeah. And he won by three and a half lengths but against horses that look no good. Yes. I landed on and I looked at the stable and I went, who is the two-year-old stable here? Is the Hawk stable. Mm. Like out of those four, those three, uh, those three uh, stables, so two of them are Hawks Horses. Then you have Peter Moody, probably not, probably not two-year-olds.
1: Nah, plus Rampant Lines, uh, Frankel, and yeah. Frankels usually don't come into their own until they're three.
0: Yeah, and then I had Kiramar David Eusis. They usually have handy ones. They had Enthar, who was favourite. They had away game previously, but they haven't won the, a big feature two-year-old race. And then I was looking at between Similion and Sabanac, John mcneil has gone to sevenac Sabanac's my horse.
1: Yeah, fair. <laughs> it's a process of elimination. I was considering sevenac a lot and then apparently in the last, oh, however many Blue Diamonds, there's been 27 runners who've come in um, for the Blue Diamond being their second ever race. Yep. And of those 27, only like one or two have actually placed. So, history suggests that you need to be coming into this and it needs to be at least your third run mm. as a two-year-old. Oh, this year, if you go back through the ratings and the times of these two-year-olds, they are trash compared to previous at least years. the previous two years, which I looked at. I really do like Seven Ac, Um but I re that debut run by Giacchino and then I rewatched his last run where he finished fifth but basically flopped out of the gates just like PVL.
2: <laughs>
1: Big flop, bang. And then unfavourable ground, found some issues. Ugh. Price and Kent Stable were like, pray to God he draws between 10 and 12. He drew 10. Yep. He'll get a nice sit. I don't think he'll flop out of the gates this time.
0: They've been working with him the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, They've actually gone
1: against the barrier blanket, Damien. They have.
0: They're just going to have someone basically standing there going,
1: "Run, <laughs> run, big fella, yeah, go that way." I could. Could I have egg on my face two seconds into the race? Yes, uh-huh. but there is nothing else in this that fills me with confidence that I want to go against Jacino. I will admit, lofty strike, that was a great looking win last start, but it. The times aren't great, mate. And if you like lofty strike back, revolutionary miss, yeah, because she ran better and looked more dominant. But and she's just her form coming into this with Jamie Carr on board just looks great. They're the ones
0: Snowden stable, obviously, uh, and that's no disrespect to Julius Sandu, but they're the ones who've been there, done that, time yeah. and time again. And unfortunately for Big Lofty, his shin's sore. And, yeah, um, that's not
1: great. I'd, yeah, I look, I daddy runs, which yeah. is a, which is a real shame for um, for Julius Sandu. I think Dormier with the blinkers on is a chance. But anyway, so yeah. look, I'm going to go Jack Eno yep. on top. Um, you know who else has got that horse? Joshua McClellan. Does he? Oh, it fills me with confidence. Yeah. Um, I do like Sebanak. He's going to go into my numbers uh, just because I think he's an up-and-coming horse who I think will be a great three-year-old. Yep. Got to chuck Rampant Lion into the numbers just because <laughs> he's got to go in there. Shout out to JKM. Hopefully yeah. he gets up for you, mate.
0: Yeah. My first four, Sebenac, Similion, Rampant Lion, and Hayfie,
1: Uh just based on my- If I was going to chuck a fourth in there, I'd chuck Dormier in there. Process of elimination.
0: Uh, all right. Oakley Plate. Now, this doesn't get it much easier. No. Not many top weights win this race. No, they don't. But Wild Ruler is a bloody
1: good horse. He is. Uh, There's only been one horse in recent history that's won with more than 56 kegs on its back. So it takes something special. But I think Wild Ruler has come back a better horse than last prep. He looks jacked. He he looks jacked. Ran last in the Everest. That's a real shame. But prior to that, won a Moyer. I think he's a a 1,000-meter, 1,100-meter horse. All right.
0: If there was a 100-meter final
1: for, like, I'm talking Olympic stuff, of great trialers, he be oh, the he, greatest trialer.
0: Him and Malkovich would be basically <laughs> equal three dollar favorites.
1: He's beating home, nature's in trials, yeah. but the Snowden stable said he is he is a late maturing horse. This is he's yeah he, he's looked the best he's ever looked. I know I know this is a handicap race, so you're just, it's supposed to even out the entire field. Uh, hence why he's carrying fifty eight kilos. But I think he's just so much better than all of these. Yeah. Obvious elephant in the room is Morabi. Mm. Um, yeah, who's she beating? Doesn't matter who she's beating. She is running slick times. She's leading out front. She's settling and then she's kicking away and her final 600 metres is is class. She, she's running times that are genu- genuine group one weight for age times. So she could just blow them away. But I don't think she's ever come across so much pressure early on in a race. No. And, you know, one,
0: one thing when I go through the form, which I like seeing is – Horses that have subsequently come out and won. Mm. And that's in the two-year-olds, none of them are. <laughs> no. Which is makes it even more difficult. Or Rubik's Cube. Uh, but Mirabi, a lot of hers do. So, I think that does, you can trust the form with her. I'm going a little bit left field. Talk about a trainer that we touched on just before. Johnny O'Shea with Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. Minaj, look. Wasn't initially stoked with the barrier one draw, uh, but then I had a look who's in, on her inside. You've got Jonka, you've got Wild Ruler, uh, and the other speed horse Marabi and Malkovich inside. Mm. He's get, she's going to come up, stay in that two. I reckon she's going to kick, hopefully kick up inside away game, and then just be camping right behind the speed there, one off the fence.
1: Yeah, which I think Wild Ruler is mm-hmm. going to be doing as well. Um, I think he's just gonna stalk and then pounce late. Um Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm tossing up between Wild Ruler and Marabi. I really am. I, I do like Marabi. I think she's a genuine group one horse. And she gets into the weights really well here. But Wild Ruler, I think you could just blow them away.
0: Yeah.
1: And and the price for him, eight dollars fifty with Ned's, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. No, it's a great price to find out. Marabi's obviously got, obviously got a chance. I'm just steering away from that form. That's just what my gut's telling me. You know who's a huge price in this race and I think's gonna run an absolute bottler at fifty one to one is Poland. Poland. For Mike Maroney. Now when he was saying that Tefani's flying, said there's only got one other horse that's going just as good, and that was Poland, been gelded the big boy. Look, it's been a while since in between drinks for him. But the ultimate gear change, the ultimate might, gear change. It might be what's in order here. So, look, Barrier 8, Michael Poy in the saddle. Look, stranger things have
1: happened. Stranger things have happened. Um, and look, in these races, sometimes the lightly weighted three-year-olds pop up, ingratiating in General Bow. Portland Sky popped up last year. No, not for mine. Oh mate, yeah. Oh, this will be another blanket finish for me. For me, I, I think you'll have a length separating first to sixth, if mm-hmm. that. Yeah, probably first to tenth. But uh, drifters, I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm going to have Wild Ruler on top. I'm going to have Mirabi running into second. Could change on game day. Um, and I think Oxy Road is going to run really well here for Peter Moody. Mate, Gator's on toppy, Oxy yeah.
0: Road. Um, yeah, I couldn't find. I couldn't find Oxy Road. I was really. I was torn between Minaj and Wild Ruler predominantly. And then, you know, I think Poland's the wide outie. But, yeah, Minaj, I think she's she offers value at 8.50 down in the weights. We see it all the time. Um, all right, let's head to Sydney. Uh, 38 minutes in, so let's crack in here. Mm. Um, uh, let's <coughs> Chibi Norton. So they're building arcs in Sydney. Uh, the two best wet trackers in Australia in this field, in Very Elegant and Colette, are you going that way?
1: Yes, because I expect if there is a meet, it'll be a heavy ten. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I think Very Elegant's a better horse than Colette, yep. and she'll improve vastly second up. Um, so, if it's if the meeting does go ahead, and if it's a heavy ten, Ve is my on toppy. If it's a soft seven or better, I think it over is my on toppy. Yeah, I think it's a shame that it's not going to be a good track because I think Think It Over would blow these away wow. if it was a good track. Okay, yeah,
0: there you go. Interesting to see how top ranked goes. I think yep. I read somewhere uh, by um, Nick Lloyd that um, this horse needs to be on top of the ground. I think. Um, so maybe another day for top ranked. I hope, I hope he gets in the all-star mile cause I think he's that good. I'm going with Colette here. Um, I think she's just, she had a better lead up run. Um, she's not coming from that massive two mile distance back last prep. She's the other elite wet tracker. I think I tipped her in this race last year. So
1: that's it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, fair enough, mate. I, look, I I do think Think It Over We would win this um, if it was a soft seven or better. There is a query. There's a question mark over his heavy form. He's only ran on it three times and he hasn't placed. That was before he started taking off, though.
0: It was, but the trainer is shitting bricks. Kerry Parker is, yeah. Which is a so, shame.
1: It's a shame, mate. Yeah, but
0: you know what the backup is? The Australian Cup. True. So they still hold a nomination there. There's bone dry in Melbourne at the moment, touch wood. But, um, yeah, he could he could go to the Australia Cup and I think the favourite there is Spanish Mission. And so I think I think it over is going better than Spanish Mission at the moment. Um, all right, last group one, surround stakes for the three-year-old Phillies. Look, Espiona v. Fangirl once again. Where'd you go?
1: Espiona. Yeah, same. Yeah, Espiona wins. I think she'll show her class here. I think she'll blow him away. Uh, fangirl I think is a really good horse too. Um, draws car park, goes back. It'll be, too, it'll be too tough, but she'll be coming home. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, if I was to chuck something else into my numbers, I've got a soft spot for Zuzarela, but I will admit Star Tentes will run, run, run well here.
0: Yeah. No, I don't really have any others to add. Um, yeah, Espiona for me. Best bets of the day. <sighs> not your best let's go f- other places first i have three that i'm keen on
1: um i don't want to steal your thunder because i know you probably talk about this horse but royal Ranwick, race three number three lady laguna yep. if we do get a heavy nine heavy ten i think she'll lap it up and i think she yep. beats cool and gutter
0: i think she starts favorite i don't think they'll surely they won't start cool and gutter here oh, like she's it. too much of a ferrari to start her in a heavy ten yep. um Extravagant star, um, I think she's proven on the soft as well. Lady Laguna, she has lapped it up. And Loves it. Drifters, listen to me. Yeah. If these races go ahead this weekend and this horse wins, she will be $8, 6 to $8 in the golden slipper. Get your tickets now. There's still $17 available. Bang. It was $26 last week. Bang. She hasn't been posting times, but she's only been very competitive against who she's racing against. Don't, many, don't know how many times I need to say it. Yeah. Just fucking listen.
1: <laughs> um, Randwick Race 5. I like number two Ellsberg a lot as well. Laps up mm. the heavy. Um, first up, profile suits. Um, yeah, back to pretty much every start, last prep, and, and won me some cash. So I like Ellsberg. Interesting to see the blood. Yeah, is back. If it's a heavy deck, though, I don't think he runs.
0: Absolutely. Do you say her or him? Ellsberg's a him.
1: Oh, him, sorry. Yeah, Ellsberg, yeah. sorry. No, uh, Still got his nuts, I think, actually, Ellsberg. He does.
0: Um, no, just, you know, Freudian slip. Oh, sleep. no, that's my fine. apologies. No, 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 that's fine. Um, Ellsberg, yeah, I found Ellsberg too, but I'm going to head to Melbourne. Um, I think there's another cracking bet here. Um, can't believe the price of this horse. There's only two horses that can win race two at Caulfield, and they are number one and number two. And I'm taking the one that's the better. Oh, it's number one, Rich Heaps. At 550 with Ned's at the moment, this horse is absolutely flying. The stable are absolutely raving about her. She won this race last year, first up, and she absolutely flies, first up.
1: Yeah, fair. I wouldn't want to take on Flying Mascot in that race. Personally, not a betting proposition for me.
0: Yeah, that's fine. What about your best of the day? I have a feeling we're going the same horse.
1: Best of the day. Yeah. Um... Oh, Lady Laguna, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just because if we get a heavy deck, I think she'll be very hard to beat. Um, Is yours Ice Bath? Yep. Only reason why mine isn't Ice Bath, and for all you drifters listening, that's Ramwick
0: Race 6. Yep, Race race 6, number 8, Ice Bath.
1: Yeah. I think Forbidden Love will run really well in that race. She loves the heavy deck too at $5.50. I'd just be hesitant to dive in at Ice Bath coming from that barrier. J-Mac is on board and she is as good a wet tracker as anyone in the country and over 1,400 metres, big ticks. But I just think Forbidden Love might might uh, spoil the party.
0: I agreed. But is there a better placed horse in Australia than probably think it over, but than Ice Bath? Mate, she's a 107 raider, 3.7 million in the mm. kitty and she's – got 54 kilos in this race against our own sex yeah like i that's that's just the standout for me here um the other up-and-comer i'm very keen to see is promise of success for johnny o'Shea as well number 11 so yeah i think ice bath will be too good
1: for these uh but lady laguna is your best yeah lady laguna i, th- I think she'll lap it up i think she'll because cool and will be scratched if, if it's heavy and she'll <laughs> she'll jump at two dollars yep
0: and that's race three number three yes all right Beautiful. Well, we got through a lot there and only 45 minutes in.
1: Bang. Lovely. What a great day of racing. Fingers crossed Sydney goes ahead. Yep. If it doesn't, you'll be hearing from us regardless.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just another another episode in the books really. Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to it, mate. It's really starting to hot up. Wonder if, you know, your position at the tippy top of the group one table is in jeopardy.
1: Could be big moving day today. Um, maybe for me in the opposite direction we will see only time will yeah. tell and so all the drifters of the week that have come on this season we will
0: try and get you some merch I guess it is the first of the merch but just some stickers that we've got done up um to show our appreciation that you can chuck that on your car or your work water bottle or your, your laptop <laughs> uh not your Bricky's <laughs> not not, <laughs> laptop but um but yeah um so we'll be getting those out to you. And uh, yeah. Yep. It's, it's awesome,
1: man. Awesome stuff. Uh, best of luck, Drifters, this weekend. Hopefully, you find a coupler. I know I will be.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> if you are having a bet, please do it responsibly. Yeah, definitely right. do that. All righty. Thanks, Drifters. See See you.